Can you hear me now? Hello, my three amigas. This is your TRS-8 Hashberry host, Matthew Sanborn-Smith, and his bass Guitari 800 podcast, Beware the Hairy Mango. It's the May 20th show. Today's story is all about if you can't be with the one you love, eat the one you're with. Or maybe don't, now that I look at the title. Don't get on my ass, I haven't even read the story yet. Maybe if you can ibilism the one you're with, then with the one you cantibalism? Cantabilism by Matthew Sanborn Smith. Mihafri couldn't for the life of him understand cannibalism. It wasn't only the idea of murdering a fellow human being, it was the skinning, the bleeding, the butchering. I mean, he didn't even want to clean a fish if he could avoid it. Being a criminal act, it meant you had to take care of all of that labor on your own. This is why eating people worked so well for the Donner Party. They were pioneers. They had to do all the prep work no matter what they planned on eating. Maybe he'd come around to the idea of cannibalism if and when it was legalized. Then he could go to the grocery store and have his people sealed in plastic wrap on a styrofoam tray like civilized meat is supposed to go. But not if it was more than, say, four sixty nine a pound or anything. But really, there were no human farms. As animals go, human beings were in the wild. If all these magical dreams of devouring human flesh through the mechanism of capitalism were actually to come to pass, the meat would taste kind of gamey. Who wanted that? No, ma'am. Eating John Q. Public was not for him. But it was right about the time when Mihafri had given up on the idea of purple people eating that opportunities rose again and again. Every weekend, people began asking him to eat them. But since there was no steak sauce at any of the sex clubs in which he was being asked, he found his resolve and disappointed many a human dinner. Then his mom sat him down for the talk. He had just turned 44, and she noticed he'd become curious about the opposite sex. That's when he realized what those people had been asking for all along. Well, that was okay. If he couldn't eat John Q. Public, he'd at least enjoy John Q. Pubic. It was like finally tasting a forbidden fruit with none of the calories. Or people popsicles, which never melted. Well, not at room temperature, at least. Mihafri was in heaven. He had dodged a bullet while somehow biting that same bullet, but being careful not to swallow it. Though sometimes that meant he got bullet all over his face. But his day job was a very different story. There, bite-sized people began throwing themselves into his mouth. This made cannibalism too damned easy for any potential addict to resist. Though he'd spent his life swearing off of people, he found himself slowly swearing on them. And after spitting many of them out, he finally bit down on a few, only to discover they were plastic army men, who were being thrown into his cavernous, slack-jawed, daydreaming gob by the kids he was supposed to be sorting at the local child recycling plant. He sorted them by size and smell, in case you were wondering. Those plastic army men were nothing like fatty, meaty army men. It was like... like eating tofu. Suddenly, he looked down at the shitty, discarded children all around him who were pelting him with man-tofu. They were all going to be melted down and cast into new children shortly anyway. And hell, a lot of them already had a few bites taken out of them. He took a break from sorting and began rummaging through the bin of better smelling ones. If this story chewed your buns, you can swallow it and other digestive biscuits at the computer place where we stuff our face, with other faces, BewareTheHairyMango.com. Cram elegantly in the comments for this post or palm tree mail me and we'll climb a tree and act like a coconut at Matthew at BewareTheHairyMango.com or shoplift at the Arboretum at BewareTheHairyMango at gmail.com. Whenever our choppers were tired, the SF and SF signal used to stand for Sikorsky Flophouse, that old place at the end of Skids Row where the down-and-out helicopters shot up after being shot down. The saddest ones were those that had left their 
their children at home. They were literally the worst helicopter parents ever. Or it would be literal if any of this were real. Twiz Brillig and the slithy tweets did gyre and gimbal in the twitter.com slash upwithgravity. See, what I did there was... Actually, that makes about as much sense as anything else in this show. I'm owning it, especially since it's public domain. Back in the early days of the mango, you might catch me recommending something I found suitably interesting or insane. Well, since I just remembered I used to do that, I'm continuing the tradition after many years of discontinuing it. Anyway, also years ago, mango brother Grant Stone recommended I read the amazing webcomic Axe Cop. At least I'm pretty sure he did. Hey, I like to make up my personal history in the moment. It's one of those ways I fool me into being interested in myself. Of course, I didn't read Axe Cop, at the time because I smell, but recently I started it, and oh boy, was my fabrication of the memory of Grant Stone's recommendation ever right. Axe Cop began as a comic written by a five-year-old boy and illustrated by his 29-year-old brother. You'll love it because it has the feel of mango crazy time, but it's much, much better. A cop with an axe, a partner who becomes a dinosaur cop, then an avocado soldier, a superhero named Sakarang who throws his arms which are made out of socks at people, babies with unicorn horns, Axe Cop wearing a cat suit punching criminals while they sleep. You'll never want for another goddamn thing in your life, people. Go to axecop.com, A-X-E-C-O-P.com. Click on the archives. Don't watch the TV show. I'll come to your house and slap you if you watch the TV show while wearing a cat suit. The link is in the show notes if I remember to put it in the show notes. Unlike last episode's link, which is up now, by the way, go buy that book. In case you haven't noticed it, folks, I'm kind of brilliant. I'm an artist, really. And if you want to destroy an artist, the best way is to give that artist money. Five bucks through the donate button on the Mango homepage and my integrity takes a shit right there in the middle of the museum floor. Right before the field trip comes through. Take me down, I dare you. Dollar bill, dollar bill, you all. This podcast croons romantically from the stage of a pharmaceutically themed nightclub where everyone literally gets a taste of their own medicine and that sounds like it's comeuppance but everyone feels a lot better because they needed their own medicine and you thought this was going to turn out badly, didn't you? But it just goes to show you Creative Commons attribution non-commercial share like 4.0 internet national license. Until Becky Andring finally leaves her cheating husband Phil, this will roll off the tongue like a perfectly polished tongue ball, otherwise known as Matthew Sanborn Smith, reminding you I'm a man in the streets, but a stain in the sheets. Good night. <laughs>